1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I read something that I'd like to bring to your attention, obviously, that raises a fundamental question of our time. How much does religion matter in religious people's lives? And I uh, I pose this question in in light of a piece that was in the Daily Signal by a man named Charlie Jacobs, a committed Catholic who sends his child, his daughter, to Catholic school. And the Catholic school, which he does not name, is as woke and as corrupting of children as the most radical secular school. And I don't think that this is a particular exception in religious life. So, as a a religious individual who has argued for all of my life that religion matters, let's talk about Judeo-Christian religions, and I still think it does, the question is, how often does it matter? And I I, I, I don't know, how about roughly one-third of the time I would say that among one-third of, of, of Protestants, Catholics, and Jews, does religion actually affect uh, their lives it, other than make them feel good, uh, being protected by a good God, etc. My husband and I looked to, so, oh, this is by a woman, I guess, named Charlie. Isn't that odd? I, didn't, I thought the whole time it was the father writing my husband and I looked to a Catholic school to be an ally in our fight to break our daughter free from the grip of gender confusion. We were naive. Our daughter, now 15, was 13 when she was coached into believing that she was born in the wrong body and could, and could change to be the opposite sex. This led her to self-loathing. But instead of finding a partner within the Roman Catholic Church, We discovered that our local Catholic high school had adopted procedures that promote transgenderism. This situation has left us with no safe place place to educate our child and a profound feeling of disappointment and abandonment. As I previously wrote for the Daily Signal, our daughter's transgender identity came with little warning. She started ninth grade at a public charter high school in the fall of 2020, but due to COVID-19 didn't actually set foot in a classroom. During the first week of online classes, I noticed that all her teachers were referring to her by male pronouns and a male name. My husband and I were stunned. We later learned that our daughter, who, has been, who had been happy as a stereotypical girl, up until puberty, had, quote, come out, unquote, to her school as trans. When I contacted the charter school, her designated counselor cheerfully informed me that the school permits children to, quote, lead and self-identify concerning gender without consulting their parents. The school's basis for this, this clandestine social transition was to ensure the safety, quote-unquote, safety, of the child. By extension, the policy must have assumed that all parents are unsafe because a police officer, get this, a police officer and a child protective services worker soon appeared at our door to ask questions and look around. How old was the daughter at that point? Uh, Thirteen. So they came to check up on the parents because the parents didn't want the child uh, to identify as the opposite sex is 13. So the parents are being checked. Not the kid, the parents. Uh, let's see, uh, my trans, the designated, Yes. We were angered that no one at the school saw fit to clue in the child's parents on the situation. Moreover, the teachers blatantly hid the name change by sending me emails using our daughter's given name, thus triangulating the relationship among teacher, child, and parents. From discussions with our daughter and a deep dive into her Internet use, we came to to learn that she was being brainwashed by others into thinking she was a male. She was in contact with older trans kids, so-called glitter families, adult males, and internet influencers. They directed our daughter to dangerous, sexually explicit websites. They instructed her that if she didn't like her body, she was trans. They taught her how to bind her breasts and dissociate from her body. We saw, too, that she was consumed with anime and manga, which didn't simply feature innocuous, doe-eyed comic book characters, but include gender-bending, highly sexualized creatures that can disrupt reality in in a young brain. Our daughter clearly had been groomed for her new identity. We quickly, quickly engaged in a mental health professional, we quickly engaged a mental health professional. She warned us that if we did not use the preferred male name and pronouns for our daughter, she likely would commit suicide. <laughs> this therapist told us, uh, reminds me of uh, Dr. Stephen Marmer, psychiatrist, UCLA, his view that 20% of therapists are competent was it 20, did he say, or 25? I think 20. This therapist told us to celebrate our daughter's new authentic self and tell her how brave she was. She told us that our memories... Uh, by the way, I, is there any age limit going to going down? Is there any? What if, What if an 8-year-old said she was a boy? The therapist would say the same thing. That's my assumption. Exactly. We soon realized that the therapist's recommendations were wrong and contrary to science. We read everything on the subject, conferred with other professionals, and met with parent groups. We learned that social transition, which begins with a name and pronoun change, is part of medical treatment and the initial step toward irreversible and sterility-causing cross-sex hormones and removal of healthy body parts. This avenue was not in our daughter's best interests. So we transferred her to the local Catholic school. Later that fall, believing that the school would be a partner in helping our child come to love herself. Based on the first therapist's advice, we initially asked the new school to use our daughter's male name as we worked on reversing her social transition. We retained another mental health expert, who advised that the first step in helping our daughter find her way back to reality was to carefully backtrack from the name change. This process needed to be completed slowly, carefully, and with compassion. Our daughter's mental state was fragile. Her delusion wreaked havoc on her ability to function. She barely had the energy to shower, brush her teeth, or get out of bed for Zoom school. The reversal of her social transition began with our ceasing to use the male pronouns and name at home. We started by using a nickname, then no name. We then added her female name here and there. Finally, in March of her freshman year, we returned to consistent use of her female name and pronouns. We looked to our Catholic school to support us in this endeavor. Instead, we found that the school was directly pushing the transen- transgender ideology through one of its inclusion clubs called the Pride Studi- Student Union, or PSU. This is at a Catholic school. <laughs> the spring welcome email from the Pride Student Union relayed all of the student officers' preferred pronouns and included an announcement by the club president, a biological female, that she was queer. Queer is a term that has expanded in youth circles to refer to those who believe all sexual norms should be obliterated. Catholic School, back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. You have homeowner's insurance for a good reason, because without it, a fire, flood, or burglary could destroy you financially. But there's another major crime your homeowner's policy does not cover. It's called home title fraud. The FBI calls home title fraud one of the fastest-growing crimes, and it can ruin you financially, which is why you should consider home title lock. Title fraud happens when a criminal forges your signature on documents stating you sold your home to him. Then he takes out loans against your home and leaves you with the payments. You'll spend a fortune in legal fees trying to prove you didn't commit fraud. Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect anyone from a cyber thief to a renter to a relative trying to forge their way onto your home's title, they help shut it down. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. And enter radio for your 60-day money-back guarantee. That's code radio at home HomeTitleLock.com Okay, everybody. Reading to you from the Daily Signal. A Catholic friend of mine just texted me. He sickened. And, and I, I opened up with the question. The Jordan Peterson question when I asked him if he believed in God. You can see it. It's a dialogue I had with him at a Prager U- University event right before covid and he is very very powerful answer how, how can you say you believe in god and not do what he wants now obviously you can cuz people people are flawed and and all of that all of us so that that's possible but nevertheless if a catholic school is woke what difference does the catholicism make if a Jewish school is woke, what difference does Judaism make? If a Christian school, Protestant school is woke, likewise. If you want to get woke, why don't you, why don't you just go to a secular school? Or, you know, private or public. Of what use is religion if it mimics the worst of the non-religious society? So the these parents, Catholic parents, took their kid out of a charter school which was which was basically grooming their daughter to think she's a boy. Figured, "Oh, there's a haven and a safe space, a Catholic school." So I'll begin from the last paragraph that I read. The spring welcome email from the Pride Student Union now, it's an interest. Why is there a pride student union at a Catholic school? I mean, is there a pride student union at an Orthodox Jewish school? I don't think so. Is there a pride student union at a an evangelical school? I don't know. I tend to doubt it. The... Uh, The letter came from a biological female who refers to herself as queer. Very important, the the parenthetical sentence that follows. Queer is a term that has expanded in youth circles to refer to those who believe all sexual norms should be obliterated, including identity. Now, that's in keeping with Catholicism, isn't it? The email explicitly stated that the club's formal meetings are teaching meetings. The most recent such meeting, it said, was about black history and queerness. The trans movement clearly has acted on advice to link its message to the more popular civil rights movement. Black history and queerness. Well, there you go. That, that's what kids need to, be, uh, need to be taught. I'm sure Frederick Douglass would, 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 be, would be thrilled. The listed activities of the Pride Student Union included, quote, a formal meeting about gender identity. At the end of March, the club president sent out this message, Happy Trans Day of Visibility, all caps. For everyone who identified as transgender, I sincerely hope this day and all those around you empower you. This is your day. The club president's email included links to GLAD and GLSEN, overtly trans activist groups, that recommend ways for children to reject their families if these relatives don't support them. That is, affirm their trans identity and medicalize them with puberty blockers and so on. These groups also instruct kids in how to get medicalized readily and how to force teachers and parents to accommodate their identity choices without any recommendation that they first pursue exploratory therapy. Okay, I need page three. Thank you. In May, the Pride Student Union at our daughter's Catholic school announced it would have another formal meeting on gender identity, the club president's favorite subject. As is the case with all school clubs, a faculty member was required to attend each meeting of the Pride Student Union. Given the number of meetings focused on gender ideology, this faculty member, and therefore the Catholic school, approved of teaching an ideology that is antithetical to the Roman Catholic Church. I asked the club's leader to stop emailing my daughter, as we believe this club was indoctrinating my daughter further into the gender cult. I met with the stu- with the school principal, who I call Ms. K, and the school's chaplain, Father B. So he's a Catholic priest. I told them my daughter's story. I begged them to help me. Instead, they simply offered excuses. Principal K and Father B said that the Pride Student Union's most recent formal meeting on gender had not been sanctioned by the school and may have occurred without faculty oversight. But I know that the faculty member was invited to an earlier meeting on gender, so I was skeptical. Principal K and Father B tried to argue that the club doesn't teach anything. I disagreed. They went on to say that they couldn't control what students do on their own time. They went so far as to compare the gender meetings to off-campus parties that weren't sponsored by the school. It was obvious to me that they wanted to distance the school from the club to protect themselves from possible legal ramifications. I asked Principal B, Principal K, and Father B to remove my daughter's address from the club's email distribution list. That request was denied. Students could join any club regardless of parents' wishes. I asked if they were aware of the information being presented at Pride Student Union events, specifically the formal meetings on gender. Or whether they had queried the faculty monitor, the club president, or any members. Neither Principal K nor Father B would answer that question, waving it off as if I had no right to be concerned. Yet Father B told me that my daughter needed the club. He warned me she might commit suicide without it. This is the Catholic priest. And said she needed a place to make friends. I asked what Father B knew of my daughter. The school chaplain had never met her. Small investors shamed Wall Street by running the price of certain stocks up to the detriment of the big hedge funds. Social media and trading platforms then kept investors from buying that stock. A financial war and a fight for control is being waged against Americans. With all of this volatility, it's never been more important to protect your net worth and own precious metals as part of your portfolio. Nick Grovich, owner of Amfet Coin & Bullion, has always been fair and honest with my precious metals holdings. With over 40 years' experience and tens of thousands of satisfied clients, Nick will help you make informed decisions. Now, more than ever, it's a good time to own tangible assets like gold, silver, and platinum. Amfet can show you smart choices which have been proven winners time and time again. Call Nick at 800-221-7694. 800-221-7694. That's 800-221-7694. Hello, my friends. I'm reading to you uh, a truly remarkable uh, piece in the Daily Signal. Parents whose 13-year-old daughter said she was a boy and pushed in that direction. I mean, Pushed by therapists, by the school she was at. They took her out of the school as Catholics decided to put her into a Catholic school. The Catholic school was exactly like the secular school with a pride student union and queer leader telling the uh, the girl and insisting that she be called by her male name even though progress was made with regard to her affirming her biological identity. If you deny that there are those who want kids to be transgender, you're lying to yourself. The ability to lie to yourself is an extensive one in the human species. How do you explain the staggering increase in something that almost never happened and is now becoming semi-common of teenage girls in particular saying they're boys? You think it's not because of society? You think it's because of a natural instinct that would have come out had the girl lived 50 years ago but was suppressed by society? You believe that? Well, then you probably went to college. You learned to be stupid. And I mean that literally. I have a theory on that. I think many people learn to be fools at college. Uh, let's see here, we have some Catholics who have experience, and I uh, will go to, uh, where, are, where are we here? Robert in Parkridge, Illinois. Hello. Dennis Boychick, how are you? Good, thank
0: you. Uh, yeah, good. Love listening to you. Yes, the Catholic universities. Uh, I'm a graduate of Loyola in Chicago, Jesuit University. But uh, this started to turn 40 years ago. Uh, all these, these uh, Jesuit schools, and uh, I have a uh, I have a good friend. Uh, he's a Jewish urologist, and he made this statement to me when I, we talked about the situation today. Why are the why are the Jews becoming like they are? He said, "Well, we don't have the Jew." He said, "Because they eat corned beef and eat some chicken soup, that think they think they're they're uh, they're Jews. They're not." When the reform started, that started the deterioration of the good family Jewish families, and uh, I can't I can't agree more.
1: Well, without getting into that, the the beginning Reform Jews were serious Jews. Today, most Reform rabbis are just woke individuals wearing a prayer shawl, just as most uh, pastors are woke individuals with a cross. And that—that's uh, that, what—that's what the mainstream of the religions are. It is very hard. Please hear me, folks. It is extremely difficult to run against the stream, to swim against the stream, in against the tide in society. Very difficult. So you have two choices. You either say I reject most of my society's new standards, because my religion teaches me such, or my religion is indistinguishable from what is taught at public school, secular private school, and college. But if your religion is the same as the nihilism, as the distorted moral universe of our schools, then why the hell do we need your religion? which is exactly why so many people are leaving. If you want the real woke, read the New York Times. Why bother with Aquinas? Why bother with Maimonides? Right? You can get the real deal in the Times. So why bother with church or synagogue? And fewer are bothering if your if your rabbi, priest, or minister is saying the same thing CNN is saying, then either CNN has reached a state of such sublime holiness that uh, we are living truly in a messianic age, or your priest, minister, or rabbi is useless. It's a very uh, a very interesting thing, no. Are they woke? You can't be woke and religious at the same time. All of you out there know that MyPillow doesn't have their box stores or any shopping channels. They've been part of this canceled culture, and they want to pass on the savings directly to you. You can get the lowest price in the history of MyPillow for their classic standard MyPillow. Regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with the promo code. They also have queen size, regularly $79.98, now $24.98 with the promo code. Or king size, regularly $89.98, only 29 dollars with your promo code. My pillow is not just pillows. They have over 150 products, everything from sleepwear to my new beds. Promo code also works on MyStore.com and FrankSpeech.com. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-761-6302. Use the promo code Prager to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Prager, or 800-761-6302. really great significance, and it, it's one of these clarifying moments. What this Catholic school being described in this Daily Signal article by a parent speaking about the Catholic school's affirmation of, of kids transgendering at the age of 13, and and helping them along the way, what, what should a Catholic school do? Well, if it's Catholic with a capital C and if a a Jewish school is Jewish with with a capital J but we don't need the caps right now and same with the Christian schools etc well then they teach what that religion teaches if the religion is is consonant with everything being taught by secular society the religion is worthless right I mean if 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 it it's like the March of Dimes. If society has conquered polio, the March of Dimes either moves on to something else or disbands. There's a very famous movement to, to collect dimes from kids and others uh, to conquer polio. Polio is conquered, so the March of Dimes moved el- elsewhere. Or disbands, as I say. I think civil rights groups have conquered what they need to conquer But they don't want to give up their lucrative positions, and so they make up flaws in society even greater than ever. Systemic racism, not just racism. This is a very real problem in society, where a problem is conquered, and the group that fought it, like, tell me, gays don't have rights today? Is there any reason for the quote-unquote human rights, what is it called, human rights campaign? What is the, the leading, it's one of the leading LGBT groups. These guys don't want to give up great salaries and prestige, so they have, they, they make up new fights. So uh, once once religion is indistinguishable from the most radical elements of the secular society, it becomes useless. No, it's worse. If you read my analysis of the Ten Commandments in my commentary on the book of Exodus, and likewise, De- Deuteronomy, which is coming out later this year, because the Ten Commandments are given or described twice. They're given once, they're described twice. I explain, do not take the Lord's name in vain. As in, I know the Hebrew, and it's not a correct translation. As as modern translations put it, do not misuse God's name. That's what this Catholic school, that's what a lot of Jewish schools, that's what a lot of Christian schools do. In the name of God, they teach you the opposite of what God taught. God taught that there are two sexes. Okay? God taught that sex is binary. Male and female, he created them. You can say God is wrong. You could say God never said it. You could say the Bible's full of crap. You can That's honest. But don't claim to be biblical and teach the opposite. If you just say religion stinks, it's garbage, I reject it, then you're honest. But in the name of religion, to teach the opposite of religion, that is a violation of the commandment of which God says only that one he will not forgive. When you take God's name and teach the opposite of what God teaches, God's pretty pretty annoyed. This this uh, we're gonna put this up, okay? It's already up at dennisprager dot com. I revealed. I asked. Uh, this is Father B, so there was a uh, there was a priest involved in this. Well, you know, I'm I'm really torn because. Well, you got the gist. Let me take some calls because I really, I'm very interested uh, in uh, in in hearing what you have to say. Let's see here, uh, Morton Grove, Illinois, and uh, Vanessa. Hello, Vanessa.
2: Hi, Dennis. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I was listening to your reading that letter. Driving my mouth hanging open, just craziness. My thought was, what's the difference between what they're doing and then banning the conversion therapy? If that is that what it's called, the conversation therapy? It's like there's therapy to help a homosexual that doesn't want to be in that lifestyle anymore. Isn't that isn't that con- conversation or conversion therapy? Isn't that banned? Yes, but, it's
1: banned, that's right.
2: Between, what's the difference between allowing this and banning that?
1: Well, that's an interesting question, especially if the child says, you know, uh, I, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I really want to be the other sex. Can the therapist say, well, then let me help you identify with, with your real sex? Real sex being biological sex. I don't know. It's an interesting question. By the way, I've never understood the banning of of, of therapy. Where I mean, look, I, I take it back. I do understand because sometimes it was truly abusive, and uh, just did more much more harm than good. But if, if what if what if somebody does say, "I met such a person. My wife and I had dinner with a committed Christian." who is gay, a gay male. And he, in fact, wants to lead a heterosexual life. He believes that that is in keeping with the biblical injunction. And I knew he was honest because the first question I asked him was, are you still attracted to men? And he said yes. So I knew the man was honest. But he had nevertheless decided that he would do everything he could to lead a heterosexual life. In in the age of choice, why isn't that a legitimate choice? And he is married and has children, and his wife knows that he he will still fantasize a male. And uh, look, most wives know that men fantasize other women. Um, That's why I have a a very famous video up, "He, He Wants You, about men at the beach. Life is complex. Back in a moment. I realize how uh, how I could do three hours a day every day with parents who uh, who have such issues. There are two issues here: the staggering increase in teenage girls who say they're boys. It is overwhelmingly societally induced. And there is no other explanation for it. If you want to be intellectually honest, but the left is not intellectually honest, if it were, they wouldn't be leftists. And the issue of the Catholic Church and other religious institutions, I mean, this is in long-standing. How many Catholic colleges are Catholic? Very few. Even Notre Dame, I'm sad to say. Uh, let's see, Cleveland, Ohio, we have, uh, an anonymous psychotherapist and hello to you. Hi.
2: Hi, Dennis. In the interest of time, I'll be cogent and concise. Sadly, I'm forced to be anonymous because I've been under investigation by uh, my state board of psychology for seven months. Why? Because I have been brave enough to stand up at a myriad of school board meetings against the inculcation of kids into both the LGBTQ lifestyle slash curriculum as well as CRT. I know there's not a lot of time here at the top of the hour. I want to explain a couple of things to you and your audience. One, Catholic schools accept federal funding, and as such, they must accommodate both of these agendas in some way it may not be as full-fledged as the public schools but they do have to i also want you to know as a jew i um i'm in i'm in touch with the the orthodox and conservative jewish private schools we have here and sadly and i mean really sadly the hebrew academy of Cleveland will never comply. And well, I've just told you the city I'm in, so you know I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. Will never comply with these kinds of edicts. But the other orthodox school we have here, they are complying. Now, it's in a very small way, but nonetheless, it has seeped into their curriculum. I want to tell you lastly that psychologists are shaking in their boots, Dennis, because they are waiting as the APA Decides whether or not, not whether or not, but how they're going to set forth how these children may be treated in their offices.
1: Like, okay, I got to let you go. I would love to uh, hear from you. I'm sure they're quaking in their boots. By the way, that shows you another example of how awful it is to get federal money nothing is free all money comes with control all